Some of you may still remember the vivid hiking story I shared during my first sermon as pastor here at BCMC. It was a sermon about trusting in God through the fear. Trusting in God through the fear of lightning on the side of a mountain. Trusting in God through new adventures and fresh starts. Trusting in God through the fear of beginning a new pastoral calling here. I can also tell you that that was not the only time I was fearful during those two weeks of adventure in Colorado and needed to practice that trusting in God. The second time happened a few days later when my friend and I took a break from lifting our eyes to the mountains to come to the water. This time, the fear engulfed me when we were on our way to kayak down the Arkansas River. I'd white rod or rafted down that same Arkansas River many summers prior to this trip. I knew how thrilling this kind of adventure could be with a certified guide, not with two inexperienced rafters and one expired lifeguard certificate. But my friend had conquered her fear of heights to climb three mountains with me. So I put on a brave face and my life jacket and got into our inflatable kayak that was sealed with a super glued in cork. We will be fine, I prayed. But on the drive to the starting point of this water adventure, I had had my eyes on that running water next to us. I had watched every curve of that river, observed every rapid that would need our focus, and counted every bridge that would need to be ducked, all while making a mental note that the snacks we had packed for a lazy afternoon river kayaking trip would not be consumed on this adventure. So we made it down the river in our super glued seal kayak for about two miles of our six mile trek with only tipping our kayak once. I had requested a breathing break at this point when we spotted a calm in the water and a sandy beach to rest our kayak. Now I don't often give up on things, but I gave up on this water adventure. I knew the rapids that were yet to come. I knew that my fear was too big to make clear decisions in order to prevent us from tipping over the kayak again. I knew that we probably wouldn't have another opportunity to safely pull that kayak out of the water. So when my friend asked if I prefer to hike the four miles back to our car instead, I agreed. And then we continued to debate if it would have been safer and quicker to kayak down the river rather than walk down the side of a winding two-way highway sopping wet in a rainstorm. At least until we saw that last rapid. We had come to the water on this journey to be refreshed and thrilled and were instead reminded of the powers that water has. Water can wash the dirt off of our cars in a rainstorm just as easily as it can grab a kayak 
and flip two grown women out of it with one wrong turn. Water can hydrate us after a long hike just as easily as it can spread disease through an entire refugee camp. Water can be a soothing sight to watch as the sun is setting over it out in nature, just as easily as it can be a sorrowful sight to wake up to running through our basements. So I come to the story of Jesus' baptism with this knowledge of water in mind. People are coming to the water from near and far to be baptized by John. They are coming to the Jordan River, a body of water used to drink, bathe, and cleanse. They are coming to the water now to be cleansed from their sins. And now Jesus, too, comes to the water and asked to be baptized by his cousin, John. And this request takes John by surprise because John knows Jesus is much more righteous than he. And he responds to Jesus' request of baptism that he should be the one to be baptized by Jesus, not the other way around. And Jesus' response to this statement is that for now, you are the one who needs to baptize me in, e- in order to fulfill all righteousness. So while I started with a story about how the powers of water can contribute to one's fear, the idea of coming to the water also feels like a coming home especially when we hear the story of Jesus coming to the water. It's refreshing and cleansing in its many forms, and we need water to live. After a hard workout at the gym, the first thing that we crave is a tall glass of cold water to replenish the water lost in our sweat and then maybe that big hamburger to replenish all those calories. And during a cold, we search for thick water that steam produces to breathe in and hot water to soothe a sore throat. And after a long day of hiking, a refreshing hot shower to cleanse away all of the dirt from the day's adventures is top of the list before that nap in the hammock. Water is something I, for one, have always felt myself called towards. As a two-year-old, I would come to the water and jump in without fear of what laid beneath the depths of a 10-foot pool. My mother, on the other hand, kept a close eye on me after that. And the streams are the first thing I hear and search for on hikes and the creek lane beyond my backyard was yet another confirmation that I'd found my new home. I've spent many Sunday afternoons in South Dakota floating down the river with my Sunday school class. Many Friday Sabbaths laying around East Lake, 
And several evenings in seminary reading my theology books in lavender-scented water. This coming to the water is not always a ritual cleansing of sin, but it's a cleansing just the same. It's a feeling of peace in the scent, sight, and the weight of water. And yet, we know that there are also dangers when we come to the water. With one wrong move in a river, one can make that Sunday afternoon float trip into something that leaves you powerless and trembling. A hot spring that was meant to be a refreshing time of soothing muscles can also scald you with one wrong shift in the water. Daily human interaction with water and the environment can pollute a body of water where any form of contact, such as bathing, can make that entire refugee camp sick. But here, we are being called to come to the water to be cleansed. And it is an intentional act of just how powerful this element and action are. This is a powerful act by a cleansing substance. And in the story of Jesus and cousin John, we are reminded how Jesus came to overthrow our standards of what the world should be and turn the conventions of what we know upside down. Jesus does this when he comes to the water. And he does it again when he asks John to baptize him. And through these unconventional acts within the powerful cleansing substance of water, another fascinating scene happens, and it's yet another call for us all. In the scene of John baptizing Jesus with water, we hear how Jesus then comes out of the water. The heavens are opened to him, and the Spirit of God comes down to him like a dove. A voice speaks with the words, This is my own, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. We witness the cleansing baptism of Jesus along with the identity that God has given him. Beloved, child of God. With this action of coming to the water, Jesus' identity is affirmed. We know who he is and whose he is. And this is something that we, too, are able to affirm when we come to the water. We, too, are called beloved children of God. We, too, are accompanied by the Spirit of God. We, too, are given a name when we come to the water. So I want us to think for a minute the names that we have been called. What are the names that our family has given us? What are the names our friends have given us? 
And what are the names that the world has given us? Social justice warrior. Spoiled. Rock star. Weak. Tall. Overthinker. Smart. Annoying. Helpful. Blonde. Overcomer. And now, remember the name that God has given you. Beloved. God has called us all by our name to come to the water. God is pleased and happy with each of us, and God's message to Jesus is also to us. You are mine, and I am pleased in you. For in Jesus, God comes alongside us in the joy and in the hardships, in the adventures and in the stresses, in the laughter and in the tears. Next time you come to the water, remember the power that it has, the power to wash, the power to hydrate, the power to contaminate, the power to overpower, the power to heal, and the power to call you by name to come to the water, beloved. Come to the water and heal yourself in the affirmation that you too are a child of God, beloved, and at home in the sense, sights, and weight of water.